tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Shauna Podcast, your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. Brought to you by Shane Holmes, offering affordable customization on your new home. It's Friday, December 8th, 2023. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. Snow is coming down in Calgary. For it your, is. Uh, when we're recording this right now, the end of the week piss cast. Going to attempt to go for a run in this. I think it could be a little treacherous, but... I know, I was going to try and go for a bike ride, but I don't know if that's wise. I saw you were out yesterday. Was it slippery? No, it was delightful yesterday. But when this, like, the slush freezes and that's when it becomes a... Yeah. Bit of an issue. Well, I'll try to stay on my feet. Plans for the weekend, Shauna? We have our staff Christmas party tomorrow night. We do. Uh, And then I mentioned, yeah, I'm going to try and drop by SantaCon tomorrow for a little bit. Um... Outside of that, that's that's it. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, Santa's visiting the uh, community center in our neighborhood, so we're gonna oh, take sweet. the kids to that tomorrow. They got like food trucks and stuff going on, I think, too. Awesome. And then, yeah, we'll go to the Christmas party. Right on. Um, we're saying it's, it might be a little different this year though, because we've had some staff changeover, and there's some people that work upstairs who I don't really know. I know. So it'll yeah. be uh, fun to meet those people who, yeah. Uh, haven't yet met so don't go upstairs very often here no no we kind of stay to our own little hovel here yes Uh, so yeah should be a decent weekend is that person wearing a santa hat oh in the vehicle yeah yeah okay there's santa right there the other day i actually saw santa in uh eau claire he was walking his dog ah Mm. (laughs) just casual drove by and santa's there uh Walking his dog. Weird. Didn't know Santa had a dog. Me neither. But apparently, a white fluffy one matched his uh, matched his coat. It was good. <laughs> that lady's running. She seems to be doing okay. Ah, if she can do it, I can do it. On today's show, old-timey insults. A Canadian institution is no more. Mercury's going into retrograde right away, but there's something even bigger that you got to worry about. Terrifying. And a living nativity scene after your out-of-context clip. Bit of a sting bung myself. You are a sting bum, for sure. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I passed a big sign the other day that was advertising. It must have been the Christmas celebration for a church or a community or something. I didn't see it. But they were promoting the fact that they would have a living nativity. A living nativity? A living nativity for okay. a few hours on select nights leading up to Christmas. Interesting. I, Hadn't seen that before, but nope. I'm guessing it's what it sounds like. It's probably a nativity scene depicting the birth of Christ, but with real people instead of statues. Okay, um, I, have some, I have some questions. I do as well, Charlotte. <laughs> so, like, is, is baby Jesus then, like, played by a, a real baby? A real baby? And they have to keep cycling that baby out so it doesn't get cold or fussy. Although that's better than <laughs> where my mind girl. first wandered, because I thought I was like, is it a grown-ass man in a diaper who's... <laughs> Who is Jesus in the manger? Just his head sticking up? Seriously. Wah! Yeah. Wow. Like, is, is that you, Ted? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. The rest of his body's underneath the manger. That and like, do they just stand there for a couple hours? Is it those like, is it like those living statues that you see in, in tourist trap spots? Yeah. 
You know, where someone will be painted silver and not moving. Yeah, you kind of like, look closer like, oh, those are real people. That's creepy. Yes, yeah, it's a little creepy, isn't right? it? Right? Also, like, <laughs> are, are there real animals? I wondered that, too. Like, who's responsible for hanging on to this donkey? Or, well, it just craps and craps and... I mean, again, or is, you know, PETA like, no, you can't do that. So then it's just a man dressed as a donkey that... <laughs> it's two also- guys. <laughs> John? John oh, hey, and Ted. John, do you want to go for a drink after this? John yeah, and sorry. Ted. John and Ted. We go, we John's the ass. Yep. The ass of the ass. Just oh huffing farts all night. Yeah, oh, geez. That would be bent, awful. Bent in half for two hours. Is the do- I'm the donkey. And, yeah. and the donkey's ass. And the t- Look, we rock, paper, scissored, and I lost. <laughs> Jesus, man. What'd you eat? Can't we switch partway through? Crap. No, that will scar the I'm children. getting gassed out yeah. back here. <laughs> and also, like, do they say anything? Or do they just, like... What if it's cold? We've been lucky with the weather, but are they supposed to stand there for hours yeah, if it's cold out? They dress warm. You know, one of the shepherds has one of those Milwaukee heated jackets on. <laughs> that's not very authentic. Nope. That's... I don't think they had those at the birth of Christ. Oh, my God. <laughs> Girls have one of those over puffy vests, you know. The... <laughs> Mary? That's. I don't think they had those Those one back then. Mary's no. wearing Sorrells. Also, is Mary, like, giving birth? No, no. The baby was already birthed at the nativity scene, right? They could really make it authentic. That would be a real strange... Yeah. I mean, I I like the idea. I just like to see how this is executed is all. I I think we need to find out where this is and go. (laughs) The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Did you know that referencing something as scotch used to mean cheap? I didn't. Like no. I, I knew referencing something as Dutch, right? There are different sayings, and that kind of meant thrifty or being cheap. Yeah, there's like a whole collection of insults that start with Dutch something. Yeah. Like, I think the, the English and the Dutch were at war, yeah. and the English came up with all these insults like Dutch uncle, Dutch courage, Dutch wife. There's, like, there's so many There are of so them. many. And the same <laughs> goes for, for Scotch, and I had no idea. But that's where Scotch tape actually got its name. It's because the first trial of tape hardly had any adhesive on it, and I guess it didn't stick very well. So there were these painters that were testing it, and the inventor, Richard Drew, that's the the guy who was trying this out, so the, the painters turned to him after they tried it for the first time and said, take your scotch tape back to the drawing board. And what they meant was take your cheap, crappy, cheap, crappy tape, tape back to the drawing board. They were using scotch in that way. Hmm. And then there... And I didn't ever think of this either, but there are a lot of very obvious Scottish mascots that used to be used for cheaper brands or discount brands as well. Um, First of all, Canadian Tire. I don't know if you remember the guy that was on the Canadian Tire money himself named Sandy McTire, but any of the Canadian Tire money had him on it. And he was a Scottish dude. He had a very Scottish looking hat on. Sandy McTyre. Yes, I do remember him. Yep. How has he not become a bigger part of Canadianity? Totally. And he was sold as this thrifty Scot, right? And it was because he was on the money, which is saving you money if you collect these, you know, Canadian tire dollars. And his name was Sandy McTyre. Very, very Scottish man. How do Scottish folks feel about this? I don't know. Are they insulted? Well, this is what I'm not sure. Uh, There's another one, though, Safeway. Safeway used to, and this was before our time, Beckler, but I found this commercial even, and it was this gentleman who was a Scottish uh, mascot for Safeway, and this whole commercial explains it for you, but thrifty. How can 
I feed my family good food on a budget. It's easy with Safeway Scotch Pie, a whole new brand of thrifty products, and a good quality is backed by Safeway, like it says on the label. Safeway puts its name on them. Proudly. Hi, Scotch Pie is thrifty, and Safeway makes it good. Scotch Pie. It ain't fancy, but it sure is good. So the wow, it, I don't remember that at all. No, before our time, it was definitely before our time. But Scotch Buy was, I guess, one of the Safeway house brands. And this man, he was in the most Scottish-looking outfit. He's <laughs> dancing around in the commercial, looking very Scottish. Again, wondering how Scottish people feel about this. I know, but it was used to represent another thrifty brand. So we use the name of your people to refer to something cheap, cheap. and crabby. Honestly, oh, thanks. I just like was like, holy crap! And there's uh, many different examples of Scottish thrifty mascots that are in the states and brands that i'm not like didn't recognize as well but i just had no idea he didn't the the mascot there didn't have much of a scottish accent did he i was if if they went with someone with a real heavy scottish accent i I wouldn't even understand it i was that's why i think but (laughs) i'd be a funny commercial i was also questioning i was like is that a real scottish accent or do they just take some dude and was like oh man pretend to be scotch (laughs) and shauna podcast well you may have seen the news this week that after a 76 Six-year publication run, Reader's Digest Canada is coming to an end. It's devastating. Devastating for the bathrooms of grandmothers right across the country. Absolutely. What now will we read in there when we forget our phones? I don't know. It really is. I mean, that was a staple of many homes for a long time. Sure now. was. Mm-hmm. My mom had a subscription to Reader's Digest. We were growing up. Mm, good. Yeah. Seems like something from another time. It does. That magazine, it, like a nicer time. We don't want nice stories anymore. We don't want nice stories about. People who learned a life lesson. We want endless doom scrolling on our phones. It's we true. want just doom, more doom. Yeah. It brought a little bright light to, as you said, bathrooms across our country, and now it's gone. That's sad. There's no room for Reader's Digest in this environment anymore. Mm. Oh, that is devastating. Maybe we could say a few words in eulogy, Shauna? Yes, please. For the end of Reader's Digest, would you mind? Yeah. We are gathered here today to remember Reader's Digest Canada. Magazine's been around for 76 years. Canadian dads and grandpas everywhere are just devastated. The Digest was dad's number one choice for something he only kind of wanted to read, only kind of though. It's also the best flip through magazine for gramps and the number one magazine for grandma's front hall table. Doctors' offices Canada wide will never be the same. Mm-hmm. And of course, as you mentioned before, cell phones, the Digest was the staple of your dump room. It was the number one choice, hands down, for Canadian poopers across this country. <laughs> Do think that's why they called it the digest? Because you were just finishing up digesting your food? I agree. <laughs> I think so, yes. 76 years of ploppers have found solace in the digest while feeding the porcelain dragon, and for that it will be truly missed. After 76 years, readers will no longer be able to digest with the digest. Hmm. Eckler, do you have a musical tribute? I do. Okay, great. I do. You'll have to excuse me, I'm not at my best. They stopped printing Canadian Reader's Digest. You may have broken a bit of glass with that. <laughs> it was good. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I came across some more old-timey insults, Beckler, that I think we need to adopt. Okay. Um, it's funny because some of them you can break down and they make sense when you bring them down too, but they, they're funny when you kind of say it all together. So I'll just rattle these off to you. I think we need to incorporate some of these into our everyday vocabulary. First, all hat, no cattle. 
All hat and no cattle. So that's somebody who's all talk and no action. You say all right. hat and no cattle, right? Which is, of course, the farmer's version of that, which is hilarious. So he's to me. got a farmer's hat, but doesn't have the cattle to, to, to back it up. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. Um, the next one a minikin is a small man or woman. Which again, right, you break it down, you're like, oh, a minikin, which I was like, that's pretty funny. Oh, look mm-hmm. at the minikin over there. Uh, a shabaroon is somebody who's dressed really shabby. You call all oh, the old shabaroon over there. Okay. Kind of like that one too. Then there's a spoonie or a rank spoon, which is a dumb person. A rank spoon. A rank spoon. Why do we say that? Uh, that one I don't have an explanation for. It didn't say, but I kind of like the name a rank spoon. What do you think? It's I think it's just the idea of, it's like a, Dumber than a box of rocks. Yep. Same idea, yep. right? Spoon doesn't really do much. So a rank spoon. Um, a molly coddle. I've heard molly coddle before. It's a soft man. <laughs> so coddling mollies over there. Yeah, that's not what you want. It's not what you want. There's a lot There's a lot of old-timey ones I found that are talking about being a soft man, right? Because it was supposed. To, you're supposed to be super manly. So uh, a sting bum is a cheap person. A sting bum. So the idea is a stingy bum is like a short form sting bum is what they call people who are bit of a sting bum myself. You are a sting bum for sure. Uh, an unlicked cub is a foolish young person, which again makes perfect sense. Uh-huh. Old unlicked no cub guidance, over there. No guidance. Yep. They used a ginger snap to refer to a hothead. Ginger well, there's snap. that there's that stereotype that redheads have short tempers, right? Yes. So is that where it comes from? But even literally when you think like ginger is the color of red, so if you have a hot head burning red mm-hmm. so that's another one that i'm like oh, and then to sense. snap yeah a snap is uh, you freaking out so kind of makes sense uh, a galumpus is a large clumsy fellow i've heard galumpus you're a galumpus over there yeah. which that one i think we need to I'm a bit of a galumpus myself yeah, yeah i know i was gonna say a little a little galumpus <laughs> sting bomb over there <laughs> beckler galumpus sting bomb oh that's good thankfully i don't give a hill of beans but anyone thinks of me it's so. true yeah Oh, good, I'm glad you incorporated yes, that. Yes, I um, promised I would. And this one, a milk sop, which is a piece of bread soaked in milk, right? Yeah. Which is another person, not very manly person. <laughs> I was going to say, that sounds like another soft man. Eh? That is a Vancouver soft man, very <laughs> sure. podcast. Mercury goes into retrograde next week. Oh, no. We always like to give people a heads up on this uh, so they can make whatever preparations they need. Yep. Batten down the hatches. Yep. Stay home. Don't make big decisions. That's right. These are things that we read as recommendations when Mercury goes into retrograde in the past. So, But friend of the show, William, sent us a message, and he said that we actually have far bigger concerns right now. Oh. Neptune is in Pisces. Oh, mm-hmm. come on. He learned this from the MSN toolbar on his tablet. I mean, that's where you get all your source for... Hard-hitting news like yeah. Neptune and Pisces. So wow. everyone's over here worrying about Mercury and retrograde. I've never even heard of Neptune and Pisces. Is no. that what it is? It's sneaky. Okay. It'll sneak up on you. Nobody nobody suspects Neptune. It might be teaming up with Pisces to ruin your day. Jeez. Yeah, so good to know. Okay. Mercury and retrograde, Neptune and Pisces. This is not going to be good for anyone. Adjust your like behavior both of them at the same time? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, oh sure it has my. a compounding effect. Jeez Louise. You know, you and I, we poke fun at this stuff all the time on the air, Shauna, but I actually do think it can be somewhat harmful at Neptune times. being in Pluto or? In, <laughs> sorry, Pisces. Neptune, Pisces, and, Pisces, Neptune and, and No. Yeah, right. No, just the fact that some people believe so strongly in it. Like, I'll give you an example. If you Google, what does Mercury in retrograde do to a person? Yeah. I, the 
the top result, here's the top result. It says, some claim that during this period of retrograde movement, it is easier for us to become irritable, unfocused, prone to misunderstandings and conflicts. Here's the bad part. Okay. And even experience mental health issues such as depression and anxiety. So those, those are real conditions. Yeah. Those are not caused by the planets. Those have real causes. And if it's something that you're dealing with, you might need to get professional help. Yeah. You might need to seek professional treatment for that. Waiting for Mercury to come out of retrograde or Neptune to move out of Pisces or whatever isn't going to do it. So that's where I think it becomes a little bit damaging. If someone were to, yeah. you know, to say, oh, no, I just, I'm, I'll be okay. I just need to wait till Mercury's retrograde period is over. Then you got a problem, yeah. right? Because no, no you need to address that. It's the same as people who... And this does happen. People who get like a, a terrible diagnosis, who have a real medical condition and think that they can use healing crystals to get rid of it, or they think they can pray it away. And it's like, no, you need to, you need to take advantage of the treatment that's available for you. Um, and we, yeah, I remember talking about that when Mercury was in retrograde a while back, because the, that is the concern. It's like, honestly, when I said people aren't supposed to make big decisions and stuff, <laughs> it says like, stay away from big projects at work and that kind of thing. And I'm like... It, for the entire six weeks that this goes on, <laughs> yeah, like no. it's a bit concerning. And as you said, the, this is even more intense. Like, yeah, because sometimes people will say, well, like, oh, it's like the healing crystals aren't hurting anybody. It's like, well, no, not not specifically, but if they if are used, truly, yeah, instead of yeah, a, you know, actual medicine, then mm -hmm. yeah, they kind of are. Use them in conjunction, you know. Yes, you is, you okay. see a doctor, yeah. Do what the doctor tells you to do. Yeah. But also use your healing crystals or, you know, or wait for Mercury uh, to move into Saturn. Neptune I don't can I don't even know move out of Joe Pesci <laughs> and we'll be good. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. A friend was recently diagnosed with what's called post-COVID exertion malaise. So basically, ever since getting COVID, she's been super low in energy. And it sounds awful. She gets really exhausted to the point where sometimes she can barely stand up, basically. Malaise is a term you don't hear that much anymore. You do not hear the term malaise Malaise. Anymore. It sounds so almost Victorian. It does. Like you'd be sprawled across like a like a couch in a painting and she's suffering from malaise. I'm malaise. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is true. So that is what's going on with her though. Okay. And I guess how this works is uh, she has energy points that, or people who have this, you can almost have energy points that you can use up throughout the day before you completely burn out. And it's a vicious cycle. So you'll, you'll use these energy points up. Essentially you'll use too much energy and then you have to suffer the consequences of being too exhausted and then you try and make up for it and do everything when you have the energy and the two, it just keeps going. So um, because of this, she was given this chart and the chart shows different activities. And I've sent this to you as well, Beckler. Mm -hmm. uh, and it shows what level of exertion different activities are. So it goes from one up to 10. Yep. And um, I just like to point out some things, first of all. Okay. Uh, good news, because right in the bottom is sexual activity of the relaxed kind. That's way down there, I think at number 1.5. And so if you look at that, <laughs> it means that even in a very exhaustive state, you're allowed to do the horizontal hula as long as you don't exert too much energy, as long right? As nobody moves. Yeah. <laughs> so unfortunately, sexual relations of a higher energy, that's rated out at six. You can see that up at six. So you can't use a lot of energy, but a starfish level naked jig, you can do, that's fine. You can do a bit of soaking. Just a, little, just a little starfish there. That's good. That's good. Um, There's some really funny ones there on here. There are some really funny ones. Like... 
They allow violin or wind instrument playing, but okay. you're not recommended to play drums or, or go in your marching band <laughs> because the marching band, of course, exerts too much, right? Level two, listening to music, not paying close attention to it. Yeah. But they, then all the way up at 3.5, paying close attention to music on the radio. They also have that with watching TV. When you're not paying attention, that's way down there. But watching TV while paying attention, <laughs> okay, that's not good. No. Uh, pruning is kind of mid-level. There's a little too much exertion involved with pruning, so you don't want to do that. Um, reading a book, though, that is less complex is still up there at, at a six. Reading for pleasure is 2.5. Good, but a less complex book is six. A complex book or report... That's too much. ...is nine. That's a nine. That's a nine. Mm -hmm. Also, dr driving a car on an unfamiliar route, that's quite up there. That's at a seven. I'd, well, I would agree. It's a little bit stressful, isn't totally it, if you don't stressful. know where you're going? So there you go. Um, also, this one, they've listed toileting as a lower energy activity. I've never heard that in verb form before. I've never heard it before, mm -mm. Um, but also that's good because, <laughs> because everybody poops, right? So I hope that that's allowed. Otherwise, I'm not sure what you're supposed to do. Then there's the number of people you can socialize with. Yes, yeah. Socializing with two people, that's a level three. Mm -hmm. Socializing with three people, that's a 3.5. Yeah. Socializing in a large group, six people or greater, that's a 10. Oh, yeah. That'll burn you right out. You can't. I guess it depends on who you are. That's starting to sound like the COVID restrictions, you know? Like, <laughs> we're capping it off at 10. because Worrying most of the day is a 9 in terms of energy demand. Mm -hmm. uh, worrying part of the day is a 6. Yes. So just, you know, compartmentalize your worrying. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I'm going to spend between 1 and 3 this afternoon just worrying. And don't read a book <laughs> report because that's way up there as well. That's just... This one I think is rated too low. Uh, child care, like active child care. Oh, they have God. that as a seven. That's got to be. That's got to be sky that's high. That's exhausting. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that's got to be right up there with, uh, with high level sexual exertion. You know, detailed calculations, accurate form filling, and major decision making. Jeez, you don't want to make any major decisions up there, no. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna podcast. I completely disagree with how they have assessed the energy intensiveness of some of these exercises, uh, or some of these activities. Yeah. But maybe we can get into that a little more. On the next show on Monday, I had an idea we could talk about energy intensive things or things that are like more energy intensive than they seem like they should be. Okay. Things that really bag you. Right. You find very draining. We will talk about that on Monday. Okay. I'll, I'll clean that up a little. Uh, I got this message in front of the show, Jonathan. Yeah. Yesterday when we were talking about the potential of Shohei Otani going to the Blue Jays, which people are waiting. He's supposed to be making his decision today. Yeah. Or the rumor is he could be making a decision today. Mm -hmm. And it's gotten crazy. Like, people online have found a specific private plane that is scheduled to fly to Toronto today from Anaheim. And they've tracked this plane, and I guess it's been in some of the same cities as Shohei has been over the last little while. Oh, my God. So they're God. like, is this the plane that he's using? It's getting just wild with, like, how deep some of these people are looking into it. You know, if these people put a little of that energy into other things, then maybe we'd have a cure for cancer, okay? <laughs> Rather than trying to track all the... Oh, I can just picture the Jays fans like madmen just, you know, downstairs in their lairs like, wow, we need to find out. One report I read this morning said that one team has offered him over $600 million and that that team is the Blue Jays. Holy, so. but okay, so I... Man, I'll be sad. I know. I was saying, I was like, I don't, I was like, it's the Dodgers for sure. And then now as all this crazy conspiracy stuff is surfacing, I'm like... <laughs> 
Are you saying there's a chance? You're saying there's a chance. Fans are probably seeing what they want to see, totally. and we're probably getting the Jays' I was gonna say, heavy well, version of absolutely. it because of where we're in LA. I'm sure they're like, well, look at all these po- these signs pointing to LA, yeah. right? No, for sure. Um, you made a good point though that we were talking yesterday about just the money that will come with Shohei Otani into whatever market he lands in. Yeah. About flights. Yeah. Well, I thought about it too, and I was like, if he does go to Toronto. During the summer and in baseball season, flights to Toronto will, I bet you he single-handedly will make the flights go up dramatically. Because that happens... Well on, during homestands for the Jays? Yeah. 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 And if they're... Yeah, because I mean, when when it comes to... So right now, homestands from the Jays will increase tickets just a little bit if you happen to be obviously going when the Jays are playing, but very little. If he went, at least for the first year, it would be insane. If they have, if they have the guy? Yeah. 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 Like if you go to any city with an NFL team, if you try to fly there when the NFL team is playing at home, it's crazy the difference in ticket prices. Mm-hmm. And obviously this isn't to the same degree as that, but it, you'll see an increase for sure, which is a bit alarming for me because I definitely like to go visit my parents in the summer, and I'm like, hmm, might cost me a little more if we have Otani this summer. Well, we were saying yesterday that, like, when's the last time Canada had the best in the world at yeah. his sport? And he said, maybe not since Gretzky. Here's the message from Jonathan that I wanted to get to. He said, uh, I'll give you a pass on the obvious Olympics um, with Donovan Bailey. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he said, or the... Uh, the 2010-2014 Canadian hockey teams. True. Yeah. Uh, I said, but there's this dude a few hours up the road. Maybe you've heard of him, Connor McDavid. <laughs> it pains me to say this as a Flames fan, but he is undoubtedly the best. I was like, okay. Yeah. I, uh, we're going to play this off as us just deliberately trying to piss off Oilers fans yeah. by not mentioning him. But yeah, that's really funny. I honestly actually completely forgot yesterday. So. We like to just block him out of our yeah. memory, let's be honest. <laughs> well, he's got some defensive holes, you know? Oh my god, that's defensive funny. Defensive liabilities. Well, it's funny because it was almost when we were talking about how I was like, there's some, I, in my mind I was like, there's someone obvious we're missing and then I brought up Bedard, right? But he's not. He doesn't even play. He's in not Canada. playing in Canada, but he's from. And I was like, "There's someone to be." And then just no, it went. It kind of was there, and then gone. Skated so, right past. Didn't even Connor McDavid. Right. Wow, that's embarrassing. Okay. Yeah. Here we are. Ah, you know who doesn't have any holes, any liabilities? That's Shane Holmes. Your new build from Shane Holmes. Tight as a drum, Sean. Yeah. Airtight. Energy efficient. It's great. Shane Wenzel, the president of Shane Holmes, who uh, was on the show before, he posts these videos to his Instagram page sometimes where he talks about just how the, the construction industry has changed. And he just posted one talking about like all the safety standards on a construction site these days oh, and just how yeah. much safer they are than they used to be. Um, but he was, you know, we, we talked about this with him last time he was in here, just about how efficiently these houses are built compared to houses of the past. Yeah. I mean, you often hear people say, Oh, they don't they don't build them like they used to and that's what Shane was talking about like some of these old houses that are still standing um, but if you ask Shane he would tell you that they are they're built as well now as they ever have been if not better so yeah. which is um, awesome you can learn more at shanehomes.com Shane Holmes the better way to build the Beckler and Shauna podcast uh, the boys and I were helping McKenna with this volunteer thing that she was doing for work yep uh, the other night and it was at this this little place we were just helping wrap, wrap gifts or whatever and uh, Bo said he had to go to the bathroom so then he comes back and he's like I didn't flush there was a sign in there that said not to flush and I was like oh no that seems odd that does seem I was like what did the sign say he said do not flush chemical products and I was like I think you maybe added that comma bull 
I think it was probably do not flush chemical products down the toilet. Right. Not <laughs> do not, not flush because of chemical products. Right. I was like, did you, uh, did you log, Bo? Did you, <laughs> did you drop did one? Did you duke? Tell me you didn't duke in there. Did you drop the kids off at the pool or? <laughs> did you slop a few bum slugs in there? Yeah. T- please tell me. Please. That, because <laughs> like I said, it was just a small place that we were in. Oh no. And I was like, tell me you didn't leave one. He's like, no, I didn't. And I was like. You didn't you punch t- a grumpy. <laughs> You're sure you didn't do like, that? Are you telling me the truth, Bo? Yeah. You didn't take a Darren, you promise? Because there are some toilets that don't want you to flush unless oh, it's a Darren, right? Yeah. If it's a number one, you, you, you leave it. And you, if it's yellow, let it mellow. That's the classic cottage rule, right? Yeah. <laughs> Got a giant bum caterpillar coming out of there, then that one you might want to take down, though. Yeah, if you honk oh, out a dirt no. snake, you got to flush oh, that. Oh, yeah. You no. have to. You can't. You can't. He's like, I didn't. I was like, I hope you're telling the truth. Or we, uh, mm. <laughs> our reputation has been damaged here today. <laughs> <laughs> Who would do this? Who would do such a thing? Oh, my God. You know what you should have told him to do, though, Beckler? <laughs> you should have told him. Just, you could double check. Check your panties. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, that's, that's how you could really know. You'd be like... <laughs> Okay, I need to just, I need to do a double check there. You get, okay, we're good. Check your panties. Check your panties. The and Shauna podcast. Yesterday, you played what you think is the worst Christmas tune in the world. Well, I don't know if I'd say it's the worst, but it's, it was a, a friend of the show, Noah, who said when they jazz up Christmas favorites and they become a little like unrecognizable. Yeah. That's the worst. I, it was, it was Michael Buble's Jingle Bells that we played. <laughs> It's bad. Yeah, yeah. So after we played that, we got a message from a friend of the show. This was actually when we were off the air, and Justin, who does our midday show, he sent us this message, and he said, somebody thinks that they have a a worse song than that. And they're like, if you think that Michael Bublé version was bad. A worse version of Jingle Bells. Yes. Yeah. Uh, this is going to challenge it. And I was like, I don't know if that's the case, because <laughs> I don't know how you really get much worse than that one. Uh, so I figured maybe we should, for comparison's sake, play this one, and then we can decide. Is this, so it's Peggy Lee? Is it's that her name? Peggy Lee, who I've never heard, which the name, the fact that her name is Peggy is hilarious. And it's actually called, I Like a Sleigh Ride in Brackets Jingle Bells. So here so we she go. She put her own twist on she it. She did yeah. a little bit. Here's how it starts. Okay. I like the sleigh ride. I like the sleigh ride. I like the sleigh ride. I mean, this is kind of annoying. Yeah. Sleigh ride. Jingle bells. Jingle bells. Jingle okay. all the way. I like the sleigh ride. I mean, the, the annoying chorus really is a bit irritating for sure. But I mean, if, if that's it, then I don't know. And then let's go a little bit. Dashing through the snow. It's odd that you're putting it into a round. That also a bit annoying, but I wouldn't say that that's more insane I, than Boobla. I agree with you because when I saw this message, I also went and listened to Peggy Lee's yeah. I Like a Sleigh Ride. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, it sounds classic to me. Yeah. Other than the annoying I Like a Sleigh Ride part, the rest of it just sounds like a classic rendition of Jingle Bells. Totally. Right? So I was like, I don't know if you took out the... <laughs> that's what is hilarious though. She's like, how do we make Jingle Bells better? Let's just keep yelling I Like a Sleigh Ride in between. That'll do. I right? really that's, bring it home. That sets it apart. Then it's Peggy's stamp on it. Her voice, that style of singing reminds me of, there's this girl on TikTok her name is Stella Cole mm-hmm. and she's a young girl but she sings with that like transatlantic accent it's like and I love it's it it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas oh yeah <laughs> everywhere you go 
people don't sound like that anymore, no, do they? Oh no, and that sounds good. And that's kind of how Peggy Lee sounds. I would agree. So perhaps this person just not offended the Peggy Lee style, okay? But um, Michael Bublé and his no, the noodling that's I mean, going on in this. <laughs> the noodling. Beckler and Shauna podcast. Yesterday on the show, I referenced the Muffin Man. Yes. Um, the show we were watching. Yeah, was, you know the Muffin Man. The Muffin. Yeah. They mentioned a brothel on Drury Lane in the show that McKenna and I are watching right now, and I was like, "Oh, that's where the Muffin Man lives." Yeah, I forgot on about Dr- that. Then he yeah, as you sing it. He lives on Drury Lane. He does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's one of the only lyrics in the song. Yeah, it's good. So I was like, I wonder, like, what the story is behind the Muffin Man? Because a few people who heard that message yesterday and said. Was the Muffin Man running the brothel? Yeah, a double entendre for... Was he a pimp? And seriously. were the prostitutes, were they the muffins? And we know that a lot of those kids' songs do have very strange and uh, dark, you know, histories. They so sure do. this could be another one for sure. So I looked into it, and it seems like maybe the most likely explanation is that way back when Muffet, like, baking was delivered by someone, kind of yeah. like milk used to be around here. Right, so yeah, like, like the, the Milk Man... man the Muffin Man, yeah. right? He'd bring English muffins around to everybody on his route in the morning. Um, but there is a darker story, too, about a serial killer. Oh, God. Named Frederick, Frederick Thomas Linwood, who was known as the Drury Lane Dicer. Oh, my God. That's so, a horrifying... Okay. Yeah, this was in the 15th century, and they say he was a baker, uh, and he would lure children by tying oh. muffins to the end of a string. Wow. Okay. Which is like a cartoon way to catch That's someone, isn't it? Where like, like you, the mu- children would just follow you his pull the str- muffin in? Like, why is the muffin moving, first yeah, of all? Yeah, no kidding. Um, that yeah. seems hard to believe, but I mean, I guess a child might follow it anyway. Yeah. Oh. So, I, when I went reading about I didn't I actually didn't even see the story about this serial killer until, who was it? It was a friend of the show, Kelsey, who was like, you should look into the, uh, the serial killer that that nursery rhyme is rumored to be based on. So it's not definitive. No. Uh, I prefer the Muffin Man running a brothel, honestly. I do, too. That's a nicer... Well, That's a much nicer story. I mean, well, yeah. yeah c- comparatively. Comparatively. Comparatively, it's a nicer story than mm-hmm. this dude who would lure the children with the muffins. And I mean, you so. know what muffins are. Yeah. But also, if the muffins moving, don't follow it, right? Tell your children that, okay? Tell- Look both ways when you cross the street and don't follow the muffin that's moving on its own. Right? It could be the Muffin Man from Drury Lane, which is not such a nice story. The Drury Dicer, is that what the it is? The Drury it Dicer. It could be the Drury Dicer. You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative. X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna down. Downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later. After Hours, a weekly podcast that brings X Afternoons with Mariah and Ty to another level of awesome and allows you to listen on your own terms. Go behind the curtain and hear the stuff you won't hear on the radio. Like, they're going to say, find X After Hours wherever you get your podcasts or on the X app.